0: Coffee, come get your sports. We got coffee and sports in the morning. Starting with your host, Coach Dante. Uh, you got your boy Mo better You got your boy Jay Jones, man. I'm feeling good this morning, fellas. NBA Draft is coming up uh, today at 7 o'clock. I'm very excited. Uh, how you guys doing this morning, man? How you guys doing this morning? Feeling blessed, Coach. Yes, sir. Feeling good, feeling great. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So last night, man, want to get right into it. Uh, we had a, a Boston Celtics and the Grizzlies, uh, agreed upon a deal, man. It was highway robbery. I, I I can be honest with you on that one. Get two first round picks for Marcus smart, basically Marcus smart for between Boston. They get Porzingis Marcus smart, you know, uh, gets traded to the Grizzlies, but basically Brad Stevens got two first round picks. Two first round picks, and I don't know how Brad Stevens do it, but I still think Mark is smart. You know, uh, it's going to be a valuable piece to the Memphis Grizzlies. But give me your reactions, you know, to the deal, Mo. Give me your first, uh, you know, initial reactions to the deal.
1: First, I was just blown away by the fact that they were able to get two first round picks. Uh, whatever deal they brokered, whatever Brad Stevens did, it tells me that the Celtics are going to be active. Yeah. In this draft, I don't think that Celtics are done with their roster construction. Mm-mm. So to lose Marcus Smart, which is a big piece because he's a leader and he's recognized as the heart and soul of that team. So and it's a big gift for Memphis, right? Let's agree on this. Yeah, that's
0: a big gift for Memphis' yeah.
1: And losing Dylan Brooks is one thing. But if you're getting back Marcus Smart, also, we know Jaw's going to be gone for twenty five games. So to have that kind of leadership, somebody that can steady the ship while he's out and when he gets back in to have a market smart in his ear, that vet, I think that's going to help Memphis beyond, you know, not just this season, but beyond this season. So I don't think Memphis came off bad. They gave up a first round pick, but they got some much needed leadership. They also got a productive player, a versatile defender. And a leader in the locker room. So they did well. But when you look at what Boston did, and I just talked about this guy the other day, I think Przingis had had become uh, underrated. You're getting the guy that gave you 23 points, just under nine rebounds, 49% from the field, just under 40% from three. He's over seven feet. He can play the four if you want to go really small. And and it's not really small considering how tall he is. He's your small ball center. And when you put him in pick and roll situations, he can dive or he can step out. That already is an added asset because he's a threat from deep. So I like what Boston did. I also like the fact that Prazingis, again, with Tatum, with Brown, he's in his proper role as
2: a third option.
0: Go ahead, Jay. Uh
2: this this trade was a lot. Um I was it, it was a lot happening last night. Um we saw this was the second deal that was constructed after uh the Malcolm Brogdon deal yeah. fell through. Um my okay, so I it, I think it's pros and cons for all for all sides involved, of course. Boston I um it was good because they got the two first round picks and you got a Tallent and Porzingis, right? Um but Porzingis Biggest issue is his health, and I think you lose defense. I think you lose defense. I think they got a a tad bit better on offense. Um, but defensive-wise, they lost Marcus Smart. They look like they're getting ready to lose Grant Williams. Um, Porzingis is not really the best defender. Um, I get it, he's got height, but um it's just I I get it. He can kind of he can stretch the floor, but I didn't understand why it had to be Porzingis. I I, I just didn't understand why uh, Porzingis. I think you probably could have got Christian Wood. Um, you know, especially barring Porzingis' health issues, I think last year was the most games he played in his career. Outside of that, it's been less than fifty games. But with that being said, I think Boston most likely. I think they won the trade for the most part um I do like Marcus Smart in Memphis um you know uh especially with Jai out but I was confused on why Memphis traded Ty Jones um they were very successful with Ty Jones when Jai was out and to trade him um I just thought it was kind of like it was weird I know Marcus Smart is is probably going he's going to take over um that that four that 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 point guard spot but it's just still kind of like uh eh, Tyus Jones. I mean, I was your guy, but um, it still works for them. Um exactly. but um you know it, it just it, it works, it's cool. Um I was a little worried about their size with with, with Ja Marcus Smart and Desmond Bain because Dylan Brooks was six seven. I think uh Marcus Smart is six four, I mean six four Desmond Bane. Yeah. So but I mean, you got the backcourt of, of Jaron Jackson and, and and um Steven Adams. So yeah. uh it, it kind of worked for the most part. Um I mean Marcus Smart is okay. I mean he's all right. I mean he's not bad, but I mean I'm just talking about Tyus Jones was a he was the he's they're familiar with Tyus Jones. Marcus Smart is not bad, but Tyus Jones was he knows the offense, but um I think I think all sides pretty much equaled out, um, except for Tyus Jones. Um, he went to Washington, unfortunately, and he's gotta deal with the issues over there. Um, but other outside of that, he, he's he's cool. They um they they I think they all broke even. And I get that Porzingis offensively as well, but um, like I said, man, his availability is, is a huge concern. But um I, I think that uh you know all sides. Got pros and cons to it. I will say,
1: uh, say this real quick, Coach. It, right. So a lot of people are pointing out, pointing out, can Porzingis stay healthy? We could spend the rest of the show going down the laundry list. Can Bradley Bill stay healthy? Can KD stay healthy? Can Kawhi and Paul George stay healthy? We can go on and on about who can stay healthy. So we can only judge you off your most recent history. Well, off his most recent history, he played more games than all those guys. And he's not being asked to be the focal point in Boston. He's the third option. And I think he's That's more than a, a catch-and-shoot player because he, he's actually very effective in the restricted area. No, he doesn't have a great low post game, but he shoots a high percentage. You, you remember the length we're talking about. A lot of people want to bring out the injury stuff, and I understand that, but that applies to so many. Like I said, we can, we can waste the whole show on guys that are injured and wondering if they're going to stay healthy, I think that yeah. is looking to win now. And I think by putting Przingis on the floor, the floor is already spaced, but you just space the floor more by having him on the floor. He's not there to score more, he's there so Brown and Tatum can score more.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I also feel defensive wise, he's a he's a huge he's a liability. And like I said, by them losing Smart and Grant. And you already got issues with Robert Williams staying healthy. That that's a huge liability, and that means that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are both going to have to play more defensive both ways. And I get it; they're both first team offense. Well, Jason uh, Tatum is first team, Jalen Brown second team. But now, and you lost your tough guy. He was like their enforcer. Like they they lost that that toughness, in my opinion. Oh, Prazingis I agree. Is not an enforcer, I so I, I mean. You you're losing Grant and you're possibly losing Grant and you losing smart is so I mean Porzingis, yeah, he, he can stretch the floor. He's gonna shoot more threes. So if they shot 53, they're gonna shoot 63 threes this year. A lot more. So, like I said, it's pros and cons on both sides. We're gonna see how it works out. Um and, and we'll see. It could hurt them, but remember
1: how many dominant bigs are there in the NBA? Two, maybe. And one of them, he likes to spend. He likes to waste most of his time floating out to the three-point line too, even though he weighs damn near two hundred and ninety pounds. So, if they can get away with putting guards on Embiid in the postseason because he wants to stay out there beyond the elbow, Porzingis is going to be fine. Like I, I don't expect him to spend a lot of time at center, but. There's not a lot of great dominant centers in the NBA. There's two. That's, There's two. That's true. If he I has just to go don't up, think the other against Carl Tar- Anthony Towns, he's going to be fine. He
2: a jump shooter too. So I, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't I just a don't great think he's but he does I don't think Porzingis takes them to I don't think Porzingis takes them to the next level. I, I think don't... they needed more of a facilitator. I think they needed a, a point guard more than anything. I think they needed somebody to facilitate and get the ball out of Jason uh Jason Tatum's hand and Jalen Brown, because we've seen Jalen Brown constantly dribble the ball off his foot out of bounds. So I felt they needed more of a point guard more than a, a stretch four. Oh, I agree. For them to I, succeed to go to the next level, I don't think Porzingis is that piece. But they got two first rounds, which makes them a better. Um... Yeah, Brogdon is old. Brogdon is all right, and White, but White, but white right. is more of a shooter. They need somebody to facilitate, like to get them the ball in their spot.
1: I
0: I don't. I I don't think they will have Peyton Pritchard. I think Peyton Pritchard asked out. I think they were willing to let him go. But uh, like I say, I. I think, but I'm not concerned at all. I think Boston will find a point guard. I don't, I don't think, think there roster construction. I, I don't. Right? I, I think, I don't think is going to take care of that point guard situation. That's not my concern right there, uh, at all. In Memphis, Marcus Smart, I don't. He's not a point guard. He's more of a combo type guard. Uh, but uh I'm just letting people know. Don't underestimate that move by uh Tyus Jones because that that guy That's kept a huge piece. They got kept Memphis afloat with Ja Morant out. With Ja Morant, we kind of kept him afloat a little bit.
1: Coach, we we pointed this out. Marcus Smart's probably a better player, but I don't think he's a better point guard.
0: And uh, that dude, dude turnover to assist ratio is really good. So uh, I think that's going to be an underrated loss. But like I say, Memphis still going to be good. They're still going to be good to Ja Morant come back. They're going to be fine. So it's no concerns for both teams. And uh, like I say uh, again, Porzingis' health—that's the only thing. But again. Having Brown and Tatum kind of uh takes a lot of pressure off of him as well. Just kind of takes a lot of pressure off and that dude is an underrated uh rim protector, man. That dude can rim protect. If you want to get a chance to watch Poisinius, watch his rim protection, dude. That dude rim protection's actually sol- actually solid enough to keep uh uh people up out of the paint. And the Christian Wood that you brought up, I don't know why you brought brought him up. He's not a great defender at all. And he's no, he's not he's but, but I he, mean he can abide scoring, he can abide he can provide scoring. But it's the reason why he wasn't playing in Dallas. It's the reason why he was not playing in Dallas. Actually, he nobody don't, want to
2: play in Dallas.
0: Yeah, but uh, <laughs> he, he can be he can be good at spurts. He can be solid at spurts. He can be solid at spurts. But he's not. He's not. He's kind of overrated. He's kind of overhyped a little a little bit. He's kind of overhyped a little bit. Most of that playing with the Houston Rockets, who ain't who uh, who wasn't really good. So he was basically our best player all, on the team. So other than that. Uh, the Malcolm Brodner deal didn't fall through. He stays with Boston. Uh, let's talk about the original deal. What they had, I believe, Marcus Morris. They uh, Marcus Morris came out and really said he was frustrated. He was frustrated about he wasn't getting no playing time against the Clippers. And then Porzingis was still going to Boston anyway it goes. But the Clippers were getting Malcolm Brodner. What happened to that trade? Uh, I'm gonna start with you first, Jay.
2: Um, it just Apparently, there's issues with his. Um, there's some optimistic about his his elbow injury. Um, they, a lot of people think that he's supposed he might get um, that he might have to get off-season surgery, um, and a lot of other people just I guess they just don't have faith with him. They already got an injury-riddled roster, and um, honestly, I think they're in the process of trying to rebuild. I don't think they want to start their roster off with another injury like riddled guy. You got Paul George and Kawhi over there. They're getting ready to move into the new stadium in a year or two. Um they're also talking about blowing it up in in, in LA. So like I said, um the injury history, I just think that they don't they didn't want to risk um him being there. They just didn't want to want him there. And I think that was a huge concern, you know, like I said with his el- with the tendonitis, I believe, in his elbow. And um they just I think they just backed out of it.
0: Mo, um, oh, what?
1: Sometimes it's a, it's the trades or the moves you don't make. Yeah, I don't know if the Clippers are going to blow it up, but I will say this: if they're going to blow it up, you should have blown it up before the draft. You, you should, yeah. if you can start fresh, get rid of them and start getting some picks. I don't because I don't think there's as big a market for either one of them as gifted as they are. When we talk about history and health, there's their health history. Not good. It's bad. I, I'm a huge Kawhi Leonard fan, but every time the man's on the court, I cringe. I cringe because I feel like here it comes. Here it comes. And it happened in the first round of the playoffs. And I, I the Clippers are kind of in purgatory because you have the talent to contend, but health is not on your side. And I don't know what you do with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George because – I think Kawhi is thirty-one. Paul George is thirty-two. You're you're kind of stuck. Where are mm-hmm. you going to move them, and and you're never going to get back equal value for either players. So to me, if you're moving them, I don't think you're moving them for pieces. You might be moving them for 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 picks for and contracts because you're thinking about the future. So I I do think that's on the table. I agree with with Jay. I, I think that that trade didn't go through because they backed off. They weren't really comfortable with his injury history, especially with. if you think about what they've had to go through with injuries. What they that's didn't want to do is add another guy that's going to be sitting in clothes on the, on the bench.
2: And plus, I think they're going to – I think they, they feel like they can re-sign Russ for the minimum, and they. I feel like they felt he had a pretty decent year while he was there, and I, I think they'd rather well just – yeah, and I think they just feel like it's easier and better for them – to just go with Westbrook um, rather than trading for Malcolm Brogdon.
1: Guess what? When it comes to availability, more times than that, Russ is going to be there. Yeah. Russ is an yeah. ball player. Like, Russ is going to be there.
0: Yeah. I mean, they was talking about uh, yesterday, I believe they were considering trading Paul George. If the clip, yeah. if there's any time, if you want to go ahead and make up your mind, I think the clip is kind of stuck in the middle between running it back and blowing it up a little bit. If it's a good time to uh, blow it, blow it up, you go ahead and blow it up this year. You just go ahead and blow it. You just go ahead and blow it up. Just go ahead and blow it up. If you don't feel like they're going to be healthy, I don't feel like they're going to be healthy. I don't feel like they're, they're going to be healthy going into this playoff stretch. Uh, Kawhi Leonard went down, uh, what was that? The year that the game, people, I believe, made oh. the playoffs. That was the time and coach Tyron Lou did a hell of a job. First Western Conference Finals for Paul George, played great in that playoffs and ever since then, you know, you think you're gonna have a great series last year with Kawhi Leonard against Phoenix. He has two thirty-plus point games, and all of a sudden he, he goes out with an injury, and a, and a series turns soft. So if it's a actually a great time to blow it up, it will be kind of in this offseason. If it's a great time, it will be a great time to blow it up. If they uh don't feel like this team is gonna have progress, but do you feel at some point, do you feel like they're gonna run it back? Do you? How confident you feel that they're gonna actually? Run it back mo
1: I think I'm going to split it down the middle. I don't think they keep them both. I think I think one of them won't be on the roster this season. Um and and if I had to guess it would be Paul George. I think they still believe in Ka- Look, I believe in Kawhi Leonard. I just don't believe in his ability to stay healthy. But I believe in Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard when healthy is still a top 10 player. His problem is he can't stay healthy.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I, I I agree. Um, and I agree, I agree with Mo because I think you can get more value for Paul George right now um than you can with Kawhi Leonard. Um, but I do think they're gonna run it back. I think they're gonna run it back because like I said, they, they got a new stadium getting ready to open, and um I think they they want to kind of at least keep it together for that part for the financial aspect of it. That's so true at um, that point, and um, and I just think that. They, they that that's really the only reason that they keep it together. They they I think they're ready to blow it up, but like we've all kind of alluded to, they're they're stuck in the middle. They got a new stadium open, and then they who they gotta fill seats. And um, I do think they were better without one of them. I think they got some young pieces that are very good. Um, and some of them kind of don't get enough playing time because I love of
1: Terrence Man's game. Yeah, he's man. he's
2: nice, and um, I think they could be successful without. One of the two. And I mean, we don't see Kawhi play all the time. So, um, but I I think they're running back for the financial purposes of it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, he made a great point. They're opening up a new stadium. You got to have a reason for those season ticket holder to show up. So you got to have them names in there so that Mm -hmm. I I think Jay's right. The bigger picture, they can't really afford to let them go right now.
2: Nah, unless they get a bigger, a big name back in return, which you probably not going to get.
0: Yep, yep. So uh we yeah, go back.
2: No value.
0: Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I
2: was reading Gene's uh comment.
0: All right, gotcha, you, gotcha. You. So uh we switch shift this back to Memphis and Marcus Smart. uh how will Marcus Smart fit we fit with Memphis since Sha Morant goes out for 25 games? Uh how big of a loss will uh Tyus Jones actually be? I'm gonna start uh with you, Jay.
2: It's a huge loss um is a very big loss that's he was main part of a big part of the reason why they were successful when Jaw was injured um in the past um i think a lot of people underestimate him because he's not a big name we don't see him all the time and what he what he does and doesn't do does and don't do like you said his his assist to turnover ratio is really really good he's going to be a huge yes, loss yeah. yeah and he's going to be a huge loss um Marcus Smart is going to be good I'm not downplaying what he brings because he brings toughness he brings leadership he brings everything like that but um Ty Jones got chemistry with those guys he knows what those guys want the ball he knows the coaches and everything like that um but Marcus Marter fit um he'll be he'll he'll fit in there with those guys I think he'll be able to you know he'll be able to keep them afloat until Ja comes back um but you know, uh, it, it's a good fit. It'll it'll work for him. I'm interested to see when Ja gets back, how it's gonna work. Um, because Marcus Smart has, I feel like he has to have the ball in his hand, and so does Ja. I don't know which one of them are gonna be the off ball player, but I'm interested to see what it looks like. Um, when those guys are all in the lineup
0: together. Yep. Yeah, uh, go ahead, Mo.
2: Well, I think automatically
1: he makes your defense better. So now you've got Marcus Smart to go with jaron jackson who was defensive player of the year so that that versatility alone and both of them could guard multiple positions he also brings toughness and i would say this he brings real toughness like he's he's what people thought dylan brooks was but he's actually that guy he's that guy high basketball iq i think you do lose something on offense because he's not as fluid at running a team the way tyus jones did He's not. And look, as good as Marcus Smart is, he does have a habit of taking bad shots. He does. He, he just he falls in love with taking the three and he's not a good three point shooter. Big picture. Does he help Memphis? Absolutely.
2: He's going to mm-hmm. hold down
1: that fort. I think his impact is going to be felt even more in terms of leadership, in terms of leadership, yeah. what he does for that young core. And then you bring job ja back and Josh got that guy in his ear that can only make them better. If he can get in their best player's ear and they all buy in because he's been there, he's been to the finals, he's had success. They're going to be scary. Once jaw comes back. My only concern is how well the offense flows without Tyus
2: Jones. And that's my point. I see Gene is saying that it's not a loss when you get better at the position. I'm not necessarily saying that it's a loss by them having Marcus Smart. All I'm saying is that, like Mo just said, the offense got to – how's the offense going to flow? We know Marcus Smart brings defense and leadership. We're not not questioning his abilities with them, but we can't underestimate what Tyus Jones does either. Yes, Tyus Jones is a role player – but he had chemistry. He he runs the point really good. I mean, Marcus Smart is – I mean, he had Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and he was mid to me. He was – right. a lot of people wanted to get rid of him in Boston. That's why they did bring him Malcolm Brogdon. When they lost to Golden State, he was talking about being replaced at the point guard. So I'm just saying on the offensive side, Marcus Smart doesn't bring – a lot of the qualities that Tyus Jones brings right. and obviously Tyus Jones doesn't bring everything that Marcus smart brings defensive wise, leadership wise and toughness wise. So I think it equals out, but will I think that like most said, they'll be good. They'll be fine. They'll be afloat. They'll figure it out.
0: I mean, yo, I like I say again, um, may, he may not be the flashiest name, but he was valuable to Memphis also off of the bench mean may not value him valuable off of the bench. I don't care how many games it was, care how many games it is, uh, we can only see. We can only see how how this is gonna work. Right. But I'm not gonna underestimate Tyus Jones' valuableness to to the Memphis Grizzlies because he was valuable when John Morant was out. They have a uh they have a far better, they have a winning record without John Morant.
1: And when, that was mostly because of what was, Tyus Jones was, could do was, as a floor it
0: general. He was 25 and 2 with but, Tyus Jones in the lineup without John ja Moran. Right. So he is. And I,
2: and I know we talk about when John ja was out, but even when John ja was there, he yeah. was still super valuable. Like he helped orchestrate a lot of comebacks and a lot he did a lot for memphis he was a valuable piece point I blank agree. period you know what i'm saying so i think he's a starting court i think he, I, he's
1: a he's the best backup point guard but i think he's a starting quality point guard really
2: so yeah. we, we'll yeah. see it's interesting yeah. um well hey that's what that's why they play the game right we'll see no doubt No doubt. and everybody listen um or whatever.
1: it's it's sports empire network not agree whatever we say at network so what you're everybody's entitled to their opinion much respect
2: and we're just predicting we're making predictions based off what we've seen in the past and what the numbers and stats and stuff align to sports is going sports
0: yeah uh so uh if porzingis stays healthy i'm gonna give y'all two i'm gonna give y'all basically two questions we know porzingis can drop 20 points we know he can drop 20 he's capable of doing that every single night, but he doesn't have to do it in Boston every single night. But if he stays healthy, do y'all think it's a bear? It's a uh, it's a uh, big three ongoing with Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and how far you think Boston could go? Would, could this move move the needle for him? We know they can get they potentially can get back to where they were the Eastern Conference Finals. But Mo, how this move can this move need can this move move the needle? For them, if Porzingis is right and healthy.
1: Let's assume you get another 65 games out of him and he goes into the playoffs healthy. Yeah, it's 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 going to make them, to me, in the bigger picture, you lose something like, like Jay pointed out. There's pros and cons. But if it's about ultimately can they get back to the finals, I think it's a move that can help them. I'm just looking at their competition in their own conference. Now, they, they beat the Sixers. Without really a third guy as, as far as a lead scorer, Brogdon very productive off, off the bench. But if you have Przingis, I think he just stretches the floor more. It makes a guy like Embiid have to come out in space. He don't want to play in space. So it makes things better for J- Jalen Brown struggles. Jalen Brown can beat people one-on-one off the dribble, but he tends to over-dribble in traffic. Well, if you got Prazingis on the floor, there's more spacing. There's less traffic. So I think big picture, this is going to be a better offense. And I also have a lot of faith in Brad Stevens. I don't think the roster construction is done. I think gonna add more, to do. they're going to add more pieces. This is going to be a deeper team. You're going to feel the loss of Marcus Smart. But if Brad Stevens is up to what I think he's up to, you won't feel it that much down the road when they hit the playoffs.
0: Jay. Okay.
2: Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to Gene's question right quick. We I don't know if Memphis is a better team today than what they were yesterday. We gotta see them play. So that's I I don't know if they're gonna be good if they're better yesterday than they well, you know I'm not, I'm not sure what where Memphis is right now with the roster that they have. I got to is to be de- to, to be determined. Um, as far as Boston with Porzingis, um, yeah, if he if he gives them what the what he gave the Wizards. Yeah, they they definitely are going to be a threat. Um, that's no doubt about it. I mean, they were at the Eastern Conference Finals with um, with him. Um, but, I'm sorry, they were at the Eastern Conference Finals without Przingis. So yeah, if you get another stretch four that can stretch the floor, um, create more space for your star players to, to to do damage. Yeah, they they have a really good chance to to run it back. Be it, I mean, I. Yeah. I guess you can call him a big three to an extent. I mean, when Chris Bosh was in Miami, he wasn't—you know what I'm saying—like what he was in Toronto. He was right, basically he wasn't just Toronto playing his both. role. I agree. Yeah, he he and so if Porzingis just gives them 15 and 10, and he's playing defense, I think that's all they really need. So, mm-hmm. um, they can be they can they can reach that potential. Um, I think they can.
0: Boy, I love being a part of this goddamn network. We have so much fun. Freddie, agree with you, uh Jay, right now. Uh Memphis do need shooting. Uh, they do need shooting. I think they should I mean, get
2: Jordan Clarkson.
0: Outside of Desmond Bain, Desmond Bain the is offense. the only pro- prolific three-point shooter, actually, that can shoot threes uh consistently. Desmond Bain is the only really prolific three-point shooter uh on the Memphis Grizzlies. So they do got they do need a lot of shooting. Hey do coach,
1: shooting. They do and remember when you really look at their roster, how many guys on Memphis, and this is before the trade, how many guys on Memphis could create their own shot? It was one of their weaknesses to begin with.
0: John Morant, I know John Morant. John you had Morant, Morant you, had Tyus, you had Tyus Jones, and
1: Bain could to a degree, but Bain, Bain could that's it's not a, his strength, not breaking sh- people down off the dribble. Shooter,
0: so they, and he can drive to the basket. Right. He can't, he can't create uh, his shot. John Moran can create his shot. And Tyus Jones is underrated because he, when he gets to that basket, Me that float is devastating. That float def- is saying. Right. When he gets to that basket, they, he gets to the basket. He, he can get
2: they to need that. to try to – if they can, I don't know what their salary cap is. I'm I'm looking – I'm not looking at stats right now, but if they – or payroll. But if they could go after somebody like Jordan Clarkson, somebody who's a known yeah. six-man yeah. off the bench, that I would, think yeah, that, yeah. that would – that would definitely make them better on paper. Then a lot of it would give them a good good advantage because they're I'm, I'm like, need like more shot creators. Yeah, they definitely need more shooters. They definitely do. What's good Shooter, shooting the basketball? Shooting. The What's basketball. good? Shooter. Shooter. good shooting the basketball.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you an NBA champion and you late? How you an NBA champion? You can't even wake up. Hey, the- I didn't go. I didn't get home from work. That, that was, was a good right cleanup. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't get home from work. Yeah, yeah so, we can. We, I don't want us to get canceled. Yo, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, we, what do you think about the uh, Memphis and Boston trade? Marcus Smart going to uh, Memphis, and you got uh, Porzingis going to Boston, and also Brad Stevens find a way to get two first-round picks up out of the deal. Uh,
3: you got to give credit to Brad Stevens getting those first-round uh, first picks. That's huge for them in that organization. Uh, you think about Marcus Smart. I thought about it yesterday. Uh, that Memphis Grizzly team is young, so you added maturity there. Um, you add a little bit of shooting. Um, but we all know that he's not the defender that he used to be. Um, but the thing that you like about Marcus Smart, he will take a charge for you. You know, he will step in front of that defender and give that extra possession. So um, I like what all three teams did yesterday. Um, I would have loved Tyus Jones to still be on the Memphis Grizzlies just because of that floater, what they get, he gives them. Um, but I got to give credit to the Celtics. It's not a big three yet because um, you guys see how they mesh together. You know what I'm saying? That's not... It's not going to work unless you have that chemistry and it works together. So, um, I think it's a good trade from all three teams yesterday, though. Good good trade.
0: Yeah. uh, So, Jay, I'm going to bring you this first question right here on our next topic. Could Jordan Poole be moved? You know, him and Draymond Green had some issues early on. We already know that. I think they kind of messed it with him throughout the season because his game totally fell off off the face of the earth. It was times in the playoffs that he wasn't even – He was unusable, unplayable at times. So, do you see Jordan Poole playing on the Warriors? And did the Warriors, you know, kind of make a mistake by giving him that contract? Did his head blow up too big? Did he get to the point said, "Hey, I'm the shit. I got the contract." Well, what what happened to Jordan Poole? And do you see him get? Do you see him getting moved from Golden State? Um, I
2: definitely see him getting moved. Um, if especially if Draymond gets. If, he, uh, if they re- find a way to bring him back to Golden State, I definitely see him being moved. Um, I don't think that Jordan Poole got a big head. Um, I think what we saw was Jordan Poole was affected, not even by the punch by Draymond Green. Um, he was more affected by uh, what Golden State didn't do to Draymond Green. Draymond Green didn't receive any punishment from hitting Jordan Poole, right? So when you see a player like that that can just kind of get away with whatever he wants to get away with, and messes with your head, and then his locker was right next to Draymond Green's all year long, like yeah, that's gonna have an effect on you. Um, that's one of the reasons KD left. It wasn't the fact that they had the argument. He he said it on um Draymond's podcast. I left because the front office didn't do. They didn't handle the situation when you were out of pocket, when you were out of line. So if that drove KD away, imagine how it's gonna do a young man like Jordan Poole. So yes, I think they want if they want to keep the core together, we already seen them put Camingo on the block. They kind of mentioned him as being tradable. Yep. Um Steve Kerr has mentioned how he feels like this team still has something left in the tank with the core members of Golden State, Steph, Draymond, and Clay. Um, so yes, I definitely see um. Jordan Poole, he's definitely can be movable and you can get value for him. He's young, he's a good shooter. Yes, you didn't see the Jordan Poole this year that you saw last year in the NBA finals. That's because you got assaulted and it got it went viral, and the person who assaulted you got away. He Draymond suspended himself. Hey, I'ma take three days away from practice. Golden State didn't do nothing.
0: They they didn't, they didn't get that man no punishment, no suspension. Nothing. They just came out. I, said, they just came out. Say they handled the punishment. They yeah, it was secretly absolutely nothing. They did. They did nothing. They just stay away for two days. That's no punishment at all. No. And it. that's
2: the problem in Golden State. It's the it's the core players versus the young players. And a lot of the young players didn't like what they saw and what happened with that situation. So mm-hmm. a lot of them are, they don't want to be there. And yeah. you saw Steve Kerr didn't give them much burn in the playoffs or in you know that series with the Lakers. That's why yep. they got bounced. Part of the reason they got
3: bounced.
0: Got you. Got you. Uh, Dez, what you think? What you think?
3: I agree. I agree with him. I agree. I agree with you. Like, it's a grown man just smack you down in the face. You, you, you got to start the season. Your locker's right next to him. He gives himself a three-day suspension right from the team from practice. Of course, they're going to affect somebody's confidence. That's like someone saying, hey, Des, you ain't doing a good job, you know, and knock your confidence down. You a young person. And that's a savvy veteran. Draymond Green, we're talking about, right? NBA champion, defensive player. Has all the accolades, and you're Jordan Poole. And, you know he's done some things, but like I said, I'm glad they kind of got rid of the GM because it's kind of more like, like we he said earlier, um, it's the the veterans against the young players, right? It's like the seniors against the freshmen, right? So um, I think Jordan Poole, if the opportunity is right um, and for both sides, then go ahead, go somewhere that you feel appreciated, valued, and that you know, someone will hear a voice. That's all some of these players want is a voice and someone to hear them out. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, Cause I did. I know we all didn't see the confident Jordan Poole that was hitting mid ranges and threes like Steph Curry and looking at the ladies when he knocked down a dang three. You know what I'm saying? So um if, if it's possible tonight, we'll see. Cause this draft, like we all talked about already on this network, this draft will be a lot of moves. We already seen it yesterday. We already seen it this past week. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved tonight. So we'll see.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if anybody get moved tonight. This is the time of the year. We think something happened yesterday. It was good yesterday to see some moves on. Tonight, you already know every year in the draft, it's a move. It's a move happen, you know, but this is the best time of the year for NBA. You know, for agency, moves are going to be made and some heads are going to start rolling from each team. So, Mo, what you think about this, this uh, situation?
1: I, I think Jay and Des pointed out what's the obvious. For I would say this, though, look at the timeline that – Steph, Draymond, Clay, Steve Curran, they had won titles. They're champions, and everything is about winning more titles. So when you bring in Wiseman, when you bring in Kaminga, Jordan Poole, Moody, and all like that, there is going to be a split because they don't have time for you to develop. What they want is instant dividends. So if they don't see impact, consistency, Yeah, I I think there's a divide. They don't have time to wait for guys. They don't have two. When you're in your 30s, you don't have two or three years for guys to develop. Mm -hmm. It's very much like Dame said. I I actually think that's a factual thing. I don't think it's right that Draymond wasn't punished, but I'm not surprised. They've kind of let that core pretty much do what they want to do. And if you're a young guy coming in there, you're thinking, I'll develop. I'll learn under them. They're looking at you in that organization because everything's about right now. They need you to be ready right now. Wiseman was not on that timeline. He, he just wasn't. Yep. Even if you when you saw him play, he just wasn't ready for that. That doesn't mean he's not going to be a good player. They just didn't have the time for him to, to, to develop. I think Kaminga is such an electric talent, such a freakish athlete. Every time they think about moving them, when they have a real good discussion and look at him again, I think they know better. I think they know better. Jordan Poole, I think, will get moved. I think he's got to get moved. I thought he sulked basically all of last year because he felt like nobody had his back. You know what I mean? Steph rode with Draymond. Clay rode with Draymond. And, of course, Steve Kerr, that's his crew. So I felt like Jordan Poole felt like he was on an island, and I think that affected him mentally throughout the season. Him moving on is good for him. And it's good for the Golden State because he has great value. They can get back somebody that can go right into the rotation. And he can go somewhere where he can pick up his career and he can shine. I still think Jordan Poole hasn't played his best basketball yet. So I I think a
2: move is best for both parties. I think um, also Bob Myers, he was trying – he brought in the replacements for Clay and Draymond. They didn't want – they and when i say they steve kerr really didn't want to play them because like you just said steph draymond clay those are his guys we can all probably agree that clay is not the same clay before he popped his acl in toronto in that series he's not the same clay so you not only you got to deal with clay feel like you're taking his spot then you got this situation with draymond and then you got to worry about the coach giving you minutes James Wiseman would have worked in Golden State, yep. but they wanted to reduce his role to just being like a JaVale McGee kind of player when he's, he can shoot. Like if you would have put James Wiseman in that pick and roll situation with Steph, Clay, Jordan Poole, I'm sure he would have been effective in that role. But like I said, it, it's, it's the core versus the youngins, man. And it's, it's the, a lot of the youngins. They want out. They don't want, they don't want to be there. And it shows how they get used. You can't you can't develop if you're never on the court.
0: Yep. And that's what the Warriors was doing. You can't develop if a person getting sent back and forth to the G League. And that man, that man wise James Wiseman confidence was kind of broken. Next minute I'm in I'm up here in the big I'm in the NBA playing. Next minute I'm in the G League developing my game and trying to get some playing time. Uh I like the uh Detroit Pistons. He's on the Detroit Pistons and he actually got better with the Detroit Pistons. He actually got better. But that's a perfect fit for him because guess what? He's with a young core. And, they're and Ron- on a
1: different timeline. Monty
0: Williams developed players. He developed players really, really well. I mean, before Chris Paul got on Phoenix, look what he did to Phoenix. Phoenix was in a bubble. They went undefeated. They were undefeated with, with the young they with it young, enough. uh Mikhail Bridges, what a young Devin Booker. They were undefeated with a uh they were undefeated a lot with DeAndre Ayton playing at his best. They were actually undefeated. So at the end of the day, Golden State, you know, they they trying to ma- maximize this window the best way they can with Clay, Draymond, and Steph. And like I say, any young player that comes in now that ain't ready, they're not gonna hesitate to get you up out of there. And James Wiseman, they just didn't they just didn't have the time. They just didn't have the time to develop him. They sent him back and forth to the G League. The man don't know when I, the man don't know when he's gonna play. When he's gonna come uh, go back to the G League, he don't know when he's gonna play. That's all that. That's just too. That's just too much going on. And look what he get did to in Detroit. He actually got better actually in Detroit. That's actually a huge thing, man. That's actually a huge thing to these young guys, to these young guys, uh, to these young guys and stuff like that. So I'm actually happy for James Wiseman too, uh, going on down and getting better for a number one overall pick. Coach, you know, look at the
1: league, though. Look at the mm-hmm. league. Look at the last three teams that won titles. They're veteran teams. So the perception has always been the NBA is a young a young man's league. It is in the regular season, but most teams that win titles, they're veteran teams. Yep. Milwaukee's a veteran team. Uh Golden State winning the year before was a veteran team. Yep. Denver is different. They're a veteran team, but they're all literally hitting their prime. They're in their mid-20s, and that's unique. Yeah. Most most of these teams trying to contend, unless you're one of those guys that can step right into the league and instantly put up numbers. It's a struggle for a young player to get put on a title contender because of the expectations. And like you guys said, when you're a young player and a title contender, and you got veterans that are not waiting for you, yeah. coaches are li- more than likely what do they do? They give you a quick hook, right? One yep. mistake, quick hook. Um, Not really giving you the playing time because. Look, the best way to learn is on the job. you got to get playing time to learn and get out there. Yep. And these coaches, we can even talk about, we can extend this out. Look at the Knicks. Look at the Knicks. Every time Obi Toppin is on the floor, he makes one mistake, he get a hook. He gets yep. no playing time. I mean, that that that's the harsh reality of when you're a young, talented, up-and-coming player and you're on a team with high expectations, unless you're somebody like Big Vic tonight, or guys like that that are expected to jump right in and drop numbers. Yeah. Plus, he's on a team that is a bottom dweller. It's a big difference. If, if he came into the league and he went to the Sixers, he's expected to lead them to a title, right, instantly.
0: He's, he's expected he to play games. right away. We will be playing right away, expected to be playing right away. I
1: think you would play right away. You, yeah. you don't draft somebody right, and, and you, want, yeah. you want impact immediately. When you're yeah. a guy like Moody, Kaminga, and stuff like that, and you're on the Warriors, Steve Kerr's giving you a quick hook. He's giving you a quick hook. I don't mm. think that's fair. I'm 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 with you guys hundred percent on that, but I think that's the harsh reality when you have veterans that are on a different timeline from your younger players.
0: And James Wiseman was a high draft pick too. I believe he was spot hey, one. Two or yeah. three. Two, two or three. So he got two three. Yeah. 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 He Was expected to come in and make an immediate impact at that point. I thought he was. I, yeah. I thought I
2: just I the what I saw in Memphis and what I saw with Golden State, I was like, yeah.
0: ooh, they're gonna be nice. I same, yeah, I saw the same thing. And it's cause he only did it for a small sample size of Memphis before he took off and you yeah. know, he started doing the workout. But the dude looked legit at Memphis. But uh when you're a number three, number four. You know, overall pick or even number or two or number one, anywhere in the top four, you expected to come in and make an immediate impact. And just to go to State Warriors, you know, the man didn't get a lot of burn. He didn't get a lot of burn. He was in and out from the from the team in the G League. You know, that gets to a young player, and that's not really letting a young player fight through his mistakes and not let him grow in and mature into what he could what he could be. Instead, they shipped him to Detroit, and that was probably the best thing for him because again, he got better over there. With that young core, with Jaden Ivey and Kate C- Cuttingham over there, now you got a coach in Monty Williams. He knows he's coaching a young team. He's going to sit down. He's going to let guys develop, and he's going to let guys work through their mistakes. And, you know, some of these, these veteran coaches uh, in this league, hey, they don't got time to wait, especially like Golden State when you're trying to maximize that window and go for one more. Yeah. They don't even got time to wait for you. They don't got that type of time in. So I'm just happy. I'm happy for James Wise. I'm
1: happy for James Wiseman. And look, yeah. we, we talked about this before. Everything Golden State does right now is all about maxing out Steph's prime.
3: Correct. It's like yeah.
1: They don't care about the future. They will mortgage the future if they, they do think not they can get the another title out of it.
3: They already said in their drafting, they're drafting. They they want guys that are are, are uh, pro ready now. They're not trying to wait anymore. I think they they already said it uh, publicly they, they ain't trying to wait anymore. So, yep,
2: yeah. Sure. I think Steph's got what two 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 three more years. I think yep. he signed a four cool. year extension. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yep. So uh, we had an <laughs> interesting thing happen in Detroit. Y'all saw the helmets from oh, yesterday. Okay.
3: helmets are boo boo. They look uh, like
0: Jay, what you think about the Detroit Lions being helmets? Uh,
2: listen, man. I don't think the helmets are bad as bad. I think the helmets paired with that uniform makes it worse than what, what it is. Said. I I think that um they they could get away with the helmet, but I I just don't think it's paired right with that with that all gray uniform. So if they could switch the uniform around, you you might be able to get away with it. But the the uniform is I don't like the all gray uniform. Period. But hey. That, that's that, that's that's kind of how I looked at
3: it. Yo, this. I got to take a deep breath on this one because Jay, hey, you right, man. <laughs> the Bears, man. like I, I'm, I'm a Bronco fan. I'm scared of what the new, the new uniform we're going to get because it's all white something. I don't even know what it's going to look like. But the uniform, if they put the helmet at least gray with that logo and stuff, that might look nice. That might look nice. And Madden, that looks nice when you have that. But it just looked like a USL, USFL, like helmet to me. It looked like a. Belt I was, I was team.
0: gonna say Canadian Football League, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Something. I'm like, what is it?
3: All that time, all that. Look, think about all the meetings they did, and oh, look at this and that. Honestly, if they put the gray with that and put the old school logo and match with that that uniform, now we're talking. Now we're talking. But I mean, we already know what helmet you're gonna wear now on the alternative uniform. So, um, it's just. Detroit, I just want a little bit more swagger, man. Get that Detroit swagger back because Detroit hasn't had anything in a while, man. You think about the basketball team, their football team ain't done nothing. Um, Just get some swagger, but I'm kind of disappointed, especially with the, the design person, too. That, that, come on, now. You had all summer. They
2: gotta, Detroit got to get an all-black jersey, just all-black jersey. Stop this.
3: Something. You can't go wrong with all black jerseys. <laughs> all black jerseys. <laughs> Get the that, that would swagger cover up back, a lot. swagger yeah, back. Get up a the lot. four swagger back. So I'm just disappointed. I give it a straight up F. It I looks like I a USFL. Black. And they got trolled on Twitter yesterday. They got trolled. That's embarrassing as an organization. So. It,
1: it looked like a helmet that you would create on Madden for a team that you want to create your own exactly. team. Exactly. That's what it looked like. It looked like somebody said, I'm going to create my own team fresh with a low. It, it isn't bad. But there's something very generic looking
2: about it. Yeah. I see somebody said it looks like a gray, like the old Greyhound bus. It
0: does. It does, does though. Oh, my goodness, man. What's good, my boy, Eve? What's good? So, we got another interesting topic. Mo, I'm going to start with you this time at the top. Who can knock? We're going to start. We're going to go through the AFC. Because, again, we're going to go through the AFC. Uh, we're not gonna do the NFC because you know in the Super Bowl NFC versus AFC. So we're gonna start with the AFC. We're gonna go with the AFC teams, AFC teams. Who gets the best chance? Who has the best chance of beating Kansas City and stopping their reign in the AFC? I'll only do the AFC because the NFC, you know, you don't you don't play into the Super Bowl basically. But the AFC side, who has the best chance of knocking off the Chiefs?
1: I'm going with the Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals. I, I, I like Joe Burrow has the cockiness, the confidence, the playmaking. He, he's the guy that can match Patrick Mahomes play for play. Now, he doesn't have the legs, but jo- Joe Burrow is that guy. Then you throw in arguably the best tandem at wide receiver. They don't feature the run game, but when they do, Joe Mixon's a 1200, 1,200 yard running back who can also get you another 500 out the backfield. Their defense is improved. They add it to that offensive line, but which is obviously the weakness of the team. But I'm gonna go with the Bengals. I, I just don't think. I think Joe Burrow's that guy. I think Joe Burrow. Gives it. You know, we're not doing amnesty, just AFC. I'm gonna go with the Bengals to be the team to knock them off. I don't have as much faith in Buffalo
2: as other people do.
0: I don't either. Go ahead, Jay.
2: Okay. Um. Of course, I like I like the Bengals too. But I'm gonna throw a wild card team out here. Um. It's a huge if. If Miami can keep Tua up for a majority of the season, oh, I like
3: no, Miami,
2: babe. especially and especially when they get Dalvin Cook. Yes, I'm everybody keeps saying Disney. that. I'm with you, <laughs> if I'm, they get Dalvin
1: they, Cook, that will be Tua's best friend.
2: Yes, I think they will be the uh, a wild card team that could give Kansas City. Um, some challenge. I think That's they got cool. better defensive wise. Um, I know a lot of people make fun of Jalen Ramsey because you know, his got burned in the Super Bowl a few times or whatever case. He may not be the prime Jalen Ramsey that we've seen in Jacksonville, but Jalen Ramsey is still a solid enough corner you to make a difference ball. on that in that secondary. Then you got, I think he's got what Xavier Jones on the other side, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, Z- Xadrian no, Howard. Zadrian Howard. Yeah, Xavier Howard. I'm sorry. Zedrin. And then he just got some um, they just you know, got a few defensive pieces on a, on that front line to be able to rush the quarterback because I know that was a big thing for them last year. They actually got the um, young man Jalen, I think Jalen Phillips from Denver. Yeah, I yeah. think that's his name. It's yeah. Taylor. So yeah. I think I think Miami is a um, wild card team, but again, it's all based on um, how how healthy they can keep Tua. If they can keep Tua healthy. That's gonna be a tough tough mile. That might
1: be the key to the whole AFC. If if two yeah. if two is upright going into the postseason,
2: they're gonna be a problem.
0: That's Man, why look. they gotta
2: get Dalvin Cook.
0: They gotta stud uh safety too in Highlands, too. They got a, that Holland yeah. safety. That's that dude tonight. That dude nice. Uh go ahead. Uh this who who has the best opportunity in the AFC.
3: Don't F- say the Broncos. Oh, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm not. Be realistic. realistic. Yeah. <Broncos>. <laughs> I, I you guys both both you, Mo and Jay, yep, you both put good good teams there. I like the Bengals. Uh I like Miami. Um I could probably see Buffalo. I could see Buffalo taking it this year. I really think Josh Allen. I don't believe in the Madden Curse. I just feel like he he all he needs to do is win a Super Bowl. And I feel that uh Patrick Mahomes and, and the Kansas City are always right there with Buffalo. Like they always play each other. Um and I feel um, that this year with Stefan Diggs and that whole situation, and Javon gave- Holland. Yeah, that's his name. Yep. There we go. Yeah, Javon Holland. Um, Bray- plus Miami got the guy, they got uh, they got the guy from Denver too. Um, God damn it, what's his name? Um, he played with Von Miller. I'll, I'll get to it, but I just feel like Buffalo will at least knock him off. I think they're going to compete for it. I think this is the year that Buffalo does it. If not, they don't have a window that much, so I think Buffalo's is going to do it. So is, Cur- you don't see the man curse.
2: You don't see the man curse happening already. <laughs> <laughs> it's already happening. It's hey, already. Man, you really? already
3: witnessing it. It started I was say the, already. F-R-D. I was say the Jets, yeah, but yeah. the Jets. I don't like the Jets because they got the offensive coordinator that was my Broncos coach, and Aaron Rodgers is going to be more on his back than throwing touchdowns.
0: Hey, who said? Who says he may be? A, he may be different at the offensive. Co- he may be different at the o- offensive coordinator position. He, he just. I don't just think he's good as a head coach. He may be different as an yeah. coordinator. Some guys are better as
2: coordinators. Yeah. No, Yeah. He's, he's, I
3: think he's, he's a good co- coordinator, but I just don't yeah. trust Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Exactly. Like yeah. he chokes in the playoffs. And I think the guy that uh, Denver, I, I was trying to figure out who Miami got with Denver, it was a trade. With the Bradley defense. Chubb, was it Bradley, Bradley, got Chubb? Bradley Chubb, yeah, Chubb? there yeah, too. Yeah. So, uh, you got—I give credit to uh, Miami with those trades and those moves and getting Jalen Ramsey. That could be thats my second pick right there because you think about it, the secondary. That secondary now is nice. That very—that's yeah, a, that's a hell of we a. Know, we all know yeah. that we all know about Patrick Mahomes too. The reason why I say uh, Miami number two because we all know how to defend Patrick Mahomes a little bit. He'll stare down the number one receiver if he doesn't have that option. He kind of gets a little phased out a little bit. That's why he makes those little side throws, try to make the small dunk. Uh. uh you know, RPO, stuff like that, um, the running game. But I think those two teams, Buffalo or Miami, defensively, they're starting to figure it out. So um, and when you see the yeah, games don't when they forget, play. Don't yeah. forget
1: the man just won the Super Bowl with no number one, no number one receiver. Like he he had like a bunch of threes. He didn't have no number one receiver. Exactly. And a <laughs> broken that.
2: and a messed up ankle.
1: Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, yes, sir. a messed
3: up ankle. So um That's a bad man. But if it's an NFC team, I want Philly to take it all this year. Philly has to take it all this year. Philly has to.
1: Yeah, we we so we only did um AFC, but it, if you said overall, yeah, I actually would have went back to the well. I would have said Philly would be the team.
0: Yeah, the, United yeah. United the only reason I, I the only reason I said AFC because that's what basically they're gonna be competing yeah. with more AFC. It makes them yeah. And if my Titans yeah.
2: get D hop, if my Titans get D hop, watch out. Uh, watch out. Watch oh out. No. When we get D Hop, watch out. Don't do it, D Hop. Don't no. do it. <laughs> don't, 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 don't you do it. Come uh, on to Nashville, D Hop. Come on, no, baby. No.
3: No. Oh my <laughs> All right. So we
0: got, worst team in the in uh it, it doesn't matter. You can give me any team. Can go who lightly can go from worst to first. Jay, I'm gonna start this with you.
2: Ooh. Um I'm I got two teams. One of them Des just mentioned, I got Buffalo. Um, I, I don't think they'll be the worst, but I definitely think they'll be at least third in the division. Um again, I think the Madden curse is real. I think we're watching it. Um, I think their Stefan Diggs is um he's they're saying he's not happy with his role. So what I the way I see it is they're gonna overfeed Stefan Diggs. And it's gonna be it's gonna be problematic. I think it's gonna be problematic. I think Josh Um Allen, I think he's gonna force things a little bit more. Um they still don't have a solidified running game. They lost uh singletary. I know they got James Cook, um, but I think they might have that. they might be going from first place winner to uh down to third, and I think Jacksonville. I know Jacksonville, they get a lot of high praise. They're gonna they're the favorites going into this um this this season, but that's because they had a poo-poo schedule last year. That schedule looked
0: a little different no, I this year, that. man. I I I mean, out. I you
1: pointed that out. Hey Jay, that's, I
0: told him the Jaguars, Jag, the Jaguars is not hard to beat. They're they're that nah, really good as everybody thinks they're gonna be. They're not really that's, that. And not all nah else. and they get
2: I, I get it they get calvin really back but if yep. you look at jacksonville's schedule like right after like week seven eight that it's it's treacherous man it's tough yep. and they might prove me wrong i hope they don't but i just i think that they might take that that fall from from one to maybe three
0: so give me a team who, who can go from the worst team like the bottom of the division. Any team in NFC, AFC that was at the bottom of the division last year that can move up into a, into first place or even go to a – get into a playoff spot? Cleveland. Okay.
2: I think Cleveland and I think Carolina. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. I think Cleveland, Carolina, and Chicago.
0: Gotcha. 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 Des?
3: Uh, i say the team that's going to go from – you said from worst to first? You no, know,
0: like worst to all the way to first or to a, a playoff spot. To any okay. spot.
3: I'll do how Jay did his. So I think the team is going to take a step back. Um, yeah, I think it's because of just their schedule and um, just how they kind of did this offseason. We already know it. Um, they were down in the bottom last year, Arizona. They, they ain't making no moves with the Raiders. That's a huge step back. In my opinion, you really did not solidify that quarterback position. Um, you got people that are unhappy already. I say the team is going to make a skyrocket. I said this before, I think in like two episodes before the Falcons. I think they they got some pieces. They got some dogs. And like I said, <laughs> I, hey, 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 we're going to remember this.
1: No, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm actually with you. That was
3: yeah, I'm, I'm with saying. you because I, I know the station Because like it. I said, I think two. I, I said two episodes before, their schedule, I think they had the second easiest schedule, I believe. They have the second easiest schedule, um, the strength of schedule. So um, their first three games are at home. What they did this off season in the linebacker core, the corner, they basically solidified every other position. The only question that's on uh position in question is the quarterback because of the experience and kind of how it, it, it's not really like solidified in my opinion, you know, you have Desmond Ritter that's still kind of young, but he is taking command of this team in the last four games of the season. He did that. So I see them at least making a wild card surprising some teams in the NFC because the NFC is not as strong as it used to be. You know what I'm saying? So, um, And you have teams taking a step back like Seattle, because I don't think Geno Smith is going to do what he did last year. I don't think that's going to happen at all. So I say Atlanta is going to be my sleeper team coming up, making some moves. Mo?
1: So I'm just going to piggyback off of Des. I had Atlanta. uh, To me, Desmond Ritter only has to be a really effective game manager because with Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, they have nice skill positions. They have impactful skill positions. And they did add a lot to that defense. So I really think they don't need Desmond Ritter to put up monster numbers. They just need to make sure he doesn't lose games for them. I got Atlanta surprising a lot of people this season.
0: Um, Okay. Two, I got two surprise picks that I think can easily go from worst to first uh, or even make a playoff spot. And Liza, like it's not going to pain me to say this because Lassa, like I, I respect everybody. I respect every team, including my own down division. Uh, you know, normally AFC South, they have love. They have hate relationships. I don't have that. I'm the only few people that don't have that. So, like I say, uh, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans and in Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts because our division is so bad. And it only took Jaguars nine wins uh, to win a division. And most of the – I will say my Houston Texas, but I'm not a homer. I I, I just got to see it. We won. We were three and two in the division. We we should have been four to two. We actually – uh, almost gave up that first game against Indianapolis. The first game of the season, we, we actually should have won. So we all we was almost we was four and two. That was we was uh three and two. That was all wins in the division basically. But Tennessee, I think their defense is pretty solid. Their defense is pretty solid. That that's what come kept winning all come year. Be high.
2: Come all
0: on, come on, uh, <laughs> can stay healthy and just manage the game and don't turn the ball over. You can just turn around and get a ball to Derrick Henry all day. No matter you can stop, you can stack the box. That's how much respect I got for Derrick. And you stack the box, it's hard to stop the dude. And it's going to open up a lot, a lot of plays. Plus, their defense is going to keep him in a lot of games. Any opposite coach, same thing. Great, good defense. Anthony Richardson can be ton of plum. You got Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. And they probably got one of the top. They, they got an underrated receiving core, too. They got an underrated receiving core. Alec Pierce, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., they that those two those two wide, good wideouts and they got a tight end they got a very good tight they got a very good tight end as well so I think that can, that those team those two teams right now can go from worst to first because our division is so bad but they also can shot the schedule is really not that hard because the schedule is wow. really not that hard at all so they can win we them them both both of them teams can win a couple of games can win some games we getting of there. Outside of the division, the end of the division, it's not going to be hard to beat the other team outside of the division. It's just what we all do, it's just what we all can do outside of the division. That's the that's going to only be the problem. Who will win the most games outside of the division, uh, instead of in the division? So, um, I like
1: those picks, coach. Yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. my, my only concern with Indy is did they shore up that offensive line? Because last year it, it was one of the worst in the league, like every time Jonathan terrible. Taylor touched the ball, he was getting hit in the backfield. So, if they shored up that offensive line. Even with a rookie quarterback, Jonathan Taylor is one of the best five running backs in football.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be a lot better. One, it's contract year. Yep. So he's he's going to be way better than what um, he is. And I think Anthony Richardson is going to help with that. They had Matt yep. Ryan at quarterback, and he's a statue.
3: Um, yep. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> like, he did nothing to help uh jonathan taylor and the offensive line fell off but i think they'll be good i don't think they definitely won't be as bad as they were last year they kind of yeah. got the coach solidified they don't have jeff saturday and all that nonsense so um i call them baby tennessee because they built just like us so, yeah cool. they, they little, little baby bros down there indy and,
0: and i think like, anthony, i like their coach i think anthony rich is gonna help them out too because he's he's gonna be extension of the run game too do mm-hmm. athletic and it's he's gonna a make- quarterback too he can run yeah it's gonna make me more tougher to he's stop because uh, be yeah. you don't know if he's gonna yeah. hand it down to Taylor or keep it that can that can wear some uh teams down so uh i got one more That's thing true. before we end up getting up out of here so which playoff teams last year that were actually in the playoffs that you could see not making it this year we all remember who was in the playoffs the Giants were in the playoff. The Giants were in the playoffs. The Eagles were in the playoffs. The, the Cowboys been making the
1: playoffs.
0: <laughs> yeah, they got in the making the playoffs. The Forty Nine ers on the NFC side. Yeah, the uh Minnesota Vikings on the NFC side. Uh, who else you had on the NFC side? Uh uh The Seattle Seahawks on the NFC side. Uh, for the AFC side, we had the we we already know the Chiefs gonna make it. We we don't need we don't we don't count we don't count them out. We don't count the Eagles out. I'm, we know they're gonna make it. We know they're, they're gonna make. We know the 49ers gonna make make the playoffs. Uh, you got the Bengals. You got the Bengals, Bills, uh, Chargers on the AFC side. You had the Dolphins on the AFC side. You had the Jaguars on the AFC side. Which all of all of those teams that can get that can fall up out of the playoff hunt that that you say that won't make the playoffs. Mo. I'm going to start with you. you have yeah. to, to, to. I'm
1: going back yeah. and forth between the Chargers and the Jaguars. Uh, you know what? Because of what division they're in, I'm going to say the Chargers don't make the playoffs.
0: Okay. okay. All right. Dance. Well, which one of those teams out of NFC? Give me an NFC and an AFC. Mo, give me a, give me an NFC. Give me an NFC team. Um,
1: an NFC. Oh yeah, the Giants. They're not making it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, Diz, go ahead. <laughs> we we talked about this. I think the previous episode with the Giants yesterday, I believe. They kept on winning close games in the fourth quarter and scraping by. They're not going to do that this year. This is going to be a tough division. Uh, the Cowboys will be a lot more competitive. Um, I don't think the Giants at all. Daniel Jones, they should have that, Give that man no damn big-ass contract like that. Excuse my French, but you shouldn't give him that contract like that. He's going to mess you up. And in the AFC, I got to say the Chargers, look at the division they're in. You're going against the Broncos. You're going against the Chiefs. You're going against the Raiders, which aren't really competition. Uh, team no-show, I call them. And uh, Justin Herbert, I mean, he got the weapons, but they always fall short. The Dane coach should have been fired. He's supposed to be a defensive guru, and offense is just running up and running them up on, on the score. So I say the Giants and the Chargers, you're not going to the playoffs this year. It's going to be a different team. Hi, right, Jay? Um, I'm
2: going to go differently. I, I, I understand the Giants. I'm, I'm with y'all on that. But I'm going to go Tampa Bay. They made the playoffs yeah, last no, they, year. Yeah, they did. They so me. They I- I- I'm I'm gonna yeah. scratch Tampa Bay no, 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 no. and the Giants out. Um, especially we, I think we about to see Saquon hold out. Um, we know how that bodes well. Um, when when star running backs hold out, it normally messes up the team chemistry. And they don't have any playmakers outside of Evan Ingram. I think Sterling Sharp is coming off of a, a injury, ACL or some type of injury. Um, so I kind of don't have them wanking it back to the playoffs. Um, I actually got the chargers going back. I think Kellen Moore, what he's gonna bring to that offensive side, I think he's gonna, I think they're gonna be all right. I think they'll get a wild card. Um, I don't think they'll win, I obviously, don't think they'll win a division. Yeah, no, yeah, I want you
0: now. On um,
2: going back to, I know Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Jacksonville fans, they're gonna kill me, man. <laughs> they'll they, kill if if, if, if Jack, man, if they if they make it and they whoo, they in Tennessee bomb like they did last year. They're gonna get me, but I just don't see Jacksonville. I spoke about it um earlier, man. That that schedule is, is hard is harsh, man. Um right. they got that they got that number one divisional rec uh that schedule. So it's gonna be tough for them, I think, to get back to the playoffs um and, and repeat that magic that they had last year. So I got the who is it, the Jaguars, Buccaneers, and Giants not making it.
0: Yeah, uh and this dude right here, he my closest friend. He he's a Jaguar fan. He'll tell you about it himself. His team ain't that good. He'll even tell you about that part. But other than that, I got Minnesota. I got Minnesota. Mm. I thought they were fraudulent last year. They were very fraudulent last year. Uh they won a lot of close games. They should have lost against Indianapolis. Indianapolis, that that must that must be the worst blown game that I ever seen in my entire life. Right there, that, that just actually showed you how really uh bad they okay. pretty really was, actually. Uh, they should have lost that game. Uh, against the Buffalo, yo, know, against the Bills, they should have lost that one to uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, uh, threw that damn interception to Patrick Peterson. They should have lost that one, so they should have lost a lot of games. So the Vikings were fraudulent. Then they end up getting knocked out of the playoffs by the uh, New York Giants. But teams that they did play, they got beat down. It wasn't even close to teams that they played and got beat by the Cowboys, the Eagles when they matched up against a team that that elite team. With Cowboys ain't no damn elite team. We ain't calling them an elite, but they were better than the Vikings. They were much better than the Vikings. So, other than that, I'm, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna pick the Vikings. We know Tampa Bay ain't making it. They have a quarterback uh, issue. Jacksonville. I think every year, so every year it's a divisional change. It's a divisional change in the FC South. So every year, sometime my Texans may win it. His Titans may, can win it. Uh, I think the division still open. I think the division still open for any one of us to take the division. So I will say them. And if I had if I had to go somewhere else, I'm gonna say the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, that's a good and one. Baltimore. A good one. I do that. I do actually. man. My
2: man Lamar. Let's let's get busy, Lamar. <laughs> Come on, say, Lamar.
0: We gotta actually going to the, making a the wild card though. I do gotta actually get busy wild card. But if they had if I had to pick them, I had to pick them. And we already know the Denver Broncos ain't going nowhere. I'm just playing Wait, this. what, what?
3: Stop it, it y'all. They're going to make it to the playoffs. Uh, so
1: it. That's right. It. Russell Wilson is <laughs> doing videos of him doing hot, hot <laughs> yoga and all this other stuff, man. Come on, man.
0: All right, so this is the last one, though. So if, give me two. I, with, Arizona, to me, they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. But give me two more worst that y'all, if you had to predict, give me your top 3 worst teams in the NFL top 3 worst I'm with if you have to if you have to predict
2: mm. all right
1: so i think the giants are going to be really bad i do i do <laughs> yeah. and let me let me be fair i'm a big saquon barkley fan but i think that even with saquon they weren't going to be that good because i i don't think da- i just don't think daniel jones is a is a franchise quarterback i think he's just a guy so I, I think they're going to be bad. I think Denver will be, be improved. But if the goal, when you have Sean Payton, is to win, I don't think they're going to the playoffs. I don't think Denver's going to be very good. I'm, I'm just going big picture. They're not going to be very good. Um, I think Houston will be improved. I, I don't think they're going to be bad. I can't include Houston because I actually think Houston is going to be improved. Be and and, be and because of the timeline they're on, if they win six or seven games, you can't call that bad.
0: No, that's gonna that's a major improvement. Trust right, me. you can't call
1: that bad. That's a
0: huge improvement. A Cole.
1: thirteen, you know what? I'm gonna say Minnesota takes a big drop. I think Ooh. they fall back.
2: I think they take a big drop.
0: All right, Jay, I'm right. gonna go. Go ahead.
2: I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Los Angeles Rams. I think they're gonna be bad. Hey, um, I just we don't know what uh, uh, Matthew Stafford's gonna look like. They lost a lot of pieces defensive wise. They just got Cooper Cup, so I'm not quite sure what they're gonna look like. Uh, Vegas, I think Vegas is gonna be bad as well. Um, that quarterback situation is a debacle. And let me see, man. Um, Vegas, a good one. Um, I want to say, I want to say, Denver. But I think there'll be a little bit more of an. Imp- I think there'll be a little bit more improved with Sean Payton. But um, man, I think the I think the Giants, man, ah, damn it, man, I think that they're gonna be. It's gonna be tough for them. It's gonna be really tough for them to to do replicate what happened last year with everything that's going on now. So that's, uh, I think that's my big thing.
1: thing with them, coach they were like the cardiac kids last year. They won a lot of games that they could have easily lost. Yeah. I mean, they they beat my
2: squad right. by one, by a missed field goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and I hate to say it too. Yeah. I think Tampa Bay, I, I hate to see it as yes. Todd Bowles. I think Tampa Bay is
3: going to be pretty, pretty bad. At. All right, Dez, go ahead and defend yourself, Dez. You know, you know, you want to My Broncos to go. are going to be improved, man. They're going to improve. Right. We'll see. We'll see. But they're going to be the worst. They're going to be the worst. Uh, uh Jay Mo coach uh the Buccaneers number one, man. I I tab bowls. It's sad that it's gonna be a coaching firing. Um he's gonna be on the hot seat. Um, because you got quarterback situation not solidified, Baker Mayfield throwing medicine balls. He can't even throw the ball to his dang wide receivers <laughs> during OTAs. That's sad. And there's no no defenders on him, he just overthrowing them. Arizona, that quarterback situation with Kyle Kyle Murray and the injury, and that, that whole front office, they got some new pieces. But you look about it, they they try to get, they get rid of D hop. Uh, Buddha's not happy over there. Um, it's just not a good culture. And then you th- I think my 13 Green Bay. Green Bay is gonna take a, a huge step back. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? How did, how a, did I miss Green Bay? Yeah, yeah. I missed that too. Miss That's yeah. was, yeah.
2: like, I'm scratched, I'm gonna scratch Tampa and, and, and the Giants, man. I'm gonna yeah. put Green Bay right there. Yeah, Bay, yeah. I think I, I think I wanna scratch Minnesota for Green Bay.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like now look, look at that. Don't even get no primetimes game for them because they're gonna be terrible. And then we already know about the uh Los Angeles, uh not the Las Vegas Raiders, that whole Jimmy Garoppolo. A uh, foot injury. If I'm a dang player, I'll be upset too. Because how the heck you got a dang foot injury and you saying I'm your starting quarterback? You might not be ready for the dang season. Um, and they might have Carson Wentz as their their starting quarterback. We already know how that goes. He goes to different team, a different team, and makes a different excuse. That's the one quarterback I do not like in the NFL that is overrated because um he makes a lot of money and goes to different teams. He see what he did with the Colts. He see what he did with all the other teams. Terrible. So, but I got to put the Raiders number four on my list because they ain't going to do nothing this year. Well, I think Tampa Bay is I
0: think Tampa Bay is going to be be really bad. Uh they're going to be at the bottom of the uh their division, NFC South. That division is not really that good. But if you can't throw the ball, if you can't throw the, throw a ball to a wide open receivers and OTAs from uh uh Kyle Trask and uh you know Baker Mayfield, that's a hell of a lot. That's a hell of that 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 ain't that ain't good. If you can't throw a wide open pass to a wide receiver in OTAs, that's really bad. That's really bad. So I'm going to uh, the car. I'm going to go with the uh, I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I think they're going to have one of the worst records in the league. I think they're going to uh, go for have a top pick next year. The Cardinals, I damn sure think they're going to they're going to be one of the worst. They're going to without Kyler Murray. You might well don't even play him. Don't even play him none of this season because I think they're going to be already out of playoff contention. By the time he comes back, you might well just get another year. And I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. Jonathan Gannon would just coach one season. Would just coach one season in Arizona. I think this season they will move on from – But I think they're going to have one of the worst records in the NFL. Um, They are.
2: They definitely are.
0: The Raiders, I will go for the Raiders. I will go to the Raiders. They're going to have one of the worst records in the NFL – Jimmy Garoppolo had time to get it, get surgery on that foot, get surgery on that foot. You knew you weren't playing for San Francisco anymore. You knew he was going to be out. That would that would have been a great time to go ahead and get surgery where you could be ready at this point of time. But Devontae Adams, I think he's going to be asking out soon after this year. Gonna yeah. be some- Yep, don't be surprised if James. Come <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> yeah, I don't want, the I don't want it on
1: it all the receivers in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. I want them all. <laughs> Man, you got Derrick Henry. You got
0: one already. Nah, that mean? ain't enough. <laughs> he said that ain't enough, huh? He said Traylon Burks ain't. Traylon Burks, all right. he ain't enough though, huh? <laughs> yeah, we need more. We need more. <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, that ain't that ain't gonna get it. I think Josh McDaniel may be on the hot seat after this year. I think he may be on the hot seat. And it's just safe to say, you know, Green Bay, we don't know what Jordan Love is. If Jordan Love was any ounce of good, they would have put him out there or been put him out there already. Uh, Green Bay, they lost Adrian Amos on the defensive side. That's going to be a huge loss at the safety position as well. Their receiving core is thin. You got Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson. I don't think that's good enough. I don't think that's really too good enough, too good young wide receivers. But they're going to have a downfall this year. So I think those – all those teams that we just really named are going to be one of some of the worst teams in the NFL. So
1: I predict I mean, that Aaron Jones catches 90, 90 he get, catches his elite. He has 90 catches this season because all Jordan loves to <laughs> <gonna> do is <laughs> dink and dunk. He, <laughs> they they
3: even think, draft well. I think draft it. well. That surprised me. They didn't even draft well. With all the capital they got from the trade, they didn't even draft well. That's surprising. That's a bad organization. If you cannot draft well after you capitalize on training Aaron Rodgers. That was sad right there. I think
2: I I'm kind of on the fence with Tampa. I think Tampa is not going to be as bad as we think, and I think I think Baker Mayfield is going to be better than what we expect. I'm looking at what he did when he went to the Rams. Right, okay. he had no expectations, and they were actually decent. They were all right. They didn't have Cooper Cup. They were all right. You take them down there to Tampa. I haven't. I'm. Y'all might correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't really tapped into OTAs as much as I should have. Yeah. But you got Chris Godwin, you My got Mike Evans. Game. Mike Evans, the beast. You, you just it ain't hard, man. Yeah. I mean, you do you've been doing this all your life. You know what I'm saying? So just yeah. just make the simple play. I think they'll yeah, he'll be a little bit better. Um, so I think I think they won't be as bad as what we think they are. I think they'll be pretty decent. I think they'd be like. Seven and nine, eight. And I nine, think if nine, Mike, like Mike
1: Evans has a, a, another thousand yard season this year, he's gonna average about 10 yards a catch.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's gonna Got catch you. a
1: lot of medicine balls.
0: Gotcha. So, oh. yo, man, we, we had a great show, another great show. So, all it is after this, get ready to get geared up for the NBA draft tonight. I will be on board. Ooh,
1: yeah, coach, you doing a show.
0: Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing a draft. I'm doing a whole draft. I'm doing the I'll first. pop
2: in there, coach. I'll pop in the chat. So, That's a What time you go? What time the draft is what? Seven o'clock.
0: My time. Seven o'clock. Gotcha. 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 But uh other next, tell the people they can follow you at,
3: man.
1: Find me right here on the Empire, Sports Empire Network.
3: I this. Uh you guys find me on Sports Empire Network, my YouTube channel. Uh, like I said, I'll definitely put a video after this uh the show here about the draft and what the nuggets may do. Um the lakers a mo uh and freddie y'all might get the boy from yukon that won the national championship the guard the lefty i think that oh you're talking about the shooter yeah yeah i, think he's I love him. that kid
0: and i yeah, want a yeah, you know yeah. as a
3: Nuggets fan i want that serbian center that won at seven foot but they said the lakers might get him
0: too so we'll see we'll see go ahead lj
2: Man, um, y'all can find me here. Um, Y'all can find me here as well as um, 613 Fade Productions on YouTube. Y'all can catch me on D-Man Cave Sports Podcast with my homies. G-Money, Wildcard Mar, Mike T. Episodes drop on Saturdays. We got plenty of content um, all over. We got wrestling, got um, lifestyle podcasts as well, man. Come through. Holler at us on the Facebook um, group, sports chat. The man cave sports group on Facebook. I'm on all social media platforms. Jay Jones.
0: Yep. Holler. Got you. Got you. Y'all, no introduction for me. Y'all know where to find me at. Y'all gonna find me right here tonight during the drought. So simple as that. So, as for your morning show crew this morning, but Coach Dante, Moe, Des. Jay Jones.
2: Jay, you did it again, man. You did that thing. Welcome,
0: welcome,
1: welcome.
2: welcome. Appreciate it. I'm glad to be here, fellas. Glad to be here. Thanks for taking me in, man.
0: Yes, sir. Have a good rest of y'all day. See y'all at 7 o'clock Central Draft Time. Thank you. Yes,
2: sir.